You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. Jesus has won the victory for us. Learn how we can walk in victory in this message by Rain Tatlonghari. I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity to share God's Word to you tonight. And I also want to express my, my gratitude to, to Pastor Ariel. Uh, he is really a man that I look up to. He is a blessing to me and my wife. And I'm sure he's a blessing to you, right? And the Lord has just uh, used him to be a blessing in Indonesia. So really, such a great privilege to be here in front of you. So we are concluding our four-part series entitled Indeed. What we are saying that yung Indeed is really a word play. So if we have faith indeed, it will show up in our deeds. What we have on the inside would manifest on the outside. In fact, what we believe determines how we feel, and how we feel determines how we behave. Ayan. So we are to live out the faith that we have, right? So before going into the last part of the series, we'd like to review the previous parts. Alright, so it's living out. So in the book of John, the first week's lesson was living in the light. As we know that God is light, in Him there is no darkness at all. In fact, God rescued us from our darkness and brought us into His wonderful light. And now we are to live in the light. Number two was living in righteousness. Because we were in darkness, we had wickedness in us. But Jesus took away our wickedness and gave us His righteousness. And now we have the righteousness of God, which is by faith, and we are to live out in righteousness. The third uh, topic is living in love. Who among us here were, uh, you were here last week, living in love? And there was like a lip sync of Pastor Ariel, right? You want to know what love is, right? So God explained, or the Bible explained, what love truly is. It is God loving us by sending His Son to be a sin sacrifice for us. Because God loves us, we ought to love one another. Can you look at the person beside you? Kindly smile. All right. Tonight, we'll be talking about living in victory. Ayan, can you say victory? victory? Who among us here want to be losers? Anyone want to be a loser? No one wants to be a loser. When we say victory, it's like being a winner. Nobody wants to be a loser. In fact, the world celebrates the champions. The world celebrates uh, victors. Wala pa ako na atena na celebration for yung losers, right? Have you attended any uh, celebration for losers? None, right? The world celebrates the victors. And everybody wants to be a winner. Everybody wants to be victorious. In fact, it is innate that we are competitive. We want to be ahead. We want to be the first and not the last. Tama po ba? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who wants to be winners? Who wants to be a winner? Lift up your hands. Woohoo! Yung iba hindi. Yung iba hindi. Alright, so everybody wants to be a winner. In fact, we want to get ahead. Katulad ng nasa traffic, no? Pag nasa traffic ka, gusto mo una ka eh. You want to be a winner eh. That's why there's even the, the, the space between the car in front of you and your car. The moment umandar yung kotse sa harapan mo, you go boom! No? Nobody can occupy that space. At even a mosquito, right? Wala makakasingit doon sa space because you won't give that away, right? You want to be a winner there. And, you know, even in school, 
even sa school, right? And because of the pressures of uh, getting high grades and, you know, you, you want to be a winner. And because you want to be a winner, you do whatever it takes, right? Who among us here nag-cheat nung nag-school? So don't raise your hands, just repent. Just repent, right? And so, buti lang, God is a forgiving God. Amen? All right, all right. Even in business, we want to be ahead in business. That's why we crack our heads for strategies. We crack our heads for plans, the marketing plan, financial plan, the business model plan. And we're, we're, we're really finding out we want to be ahead. In fact, we want to annihilate the competitor, right? Really, diba? If you're in business, you want to do that. Everybody wants to be a winner. Say with me, winner. Everybody wants to be victorious. Tingnan mo katabi mo, makabang victorious? Yes, alright? I want to share something. I want to share something. Every year, dito po sa Victory Alabang, we have our yearly staff outing. Okay? This year, since I'm a newbie, uh, I just joined Alabang, Victory Alabang, last January 2014. So this year, since I'm a newbie in the organization, I was tasked, we were tasked, yung mga kasama kong newbies, we were tasked to develop and facilitate the staff outing. Alright? It's not my first time to attend yung staff outing, so I know how, how competitive the, the staff can be. Our pastors, they're so competitive, you know. I have some pictures to show you. Because every year, doing the staff outing, it's just it's that time of the year when we would rest. It's that it's the only time that we could be with the family and just rest. But instead of resting, because of the games, because of competition, very tense, no? Something that talagang binibigyan ng effort and gusto talagang manalo. 2012, merong kaming merong game doon na the women won. Tama ba? The men, the men won 2012. Ahu, right? And of course, the women were saying, Daya, 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 right? 2013 came, and guess what? Who won? The women won. No? Tinalo yung men, tinalo yung men. 2014 came. So this is that staff outing, 2014. Hindi magpapa ang, ang boys, right? No, by the way, the game is very sophisticated, very complicated. The game is called Pinoy Henyo. Alright? Alright? You know Pinoy Henyo? Yeah, alright. Okay, that's the game. And they wouldn't, nobody wants to lose. Everybody wants to win. So I was listening into their strategy, and their strategy is this. <laughs> so I'm going to expose the strategy now. If the, the answer was, let's say, uh, making disciples, they would cuff out the answer. Making disciples. <laughs> or Victory Weekend. Victory Weekend. They would do that. They would do that. So that's the strategy. So nagahadal ngayon, this is what we'll do. You know? And so here's the next picture. Yan. Okay? They're trying to implement the strategy. See? They're so close already. Pinoy Hen, they're trying to implement the strategy. But they couldn't. You know why? Because the ladies, the girls, they were shouting at the top of their voice. So they couldn't cough loud enough for the answer. Hindi marinig yung answer. Ano, ano, ano? Ubu, ubu na. Lakas nung, ano, nung, nung, nung women. The, the strategies of the women, it really worked, no? Since that failed, sabi na, sabi na, let's, let's, let's come up with the next strategy. 
By the way, in this picture, it is the women who place that. I don't know if you see that. There's a line. There's a line there. Hindi na sila pwede lumapit. Kasi inuubo nila yung ano eh. Binubulong nila yung answer eh. So meron ng line doon. So they couldn't come close anymore. That's the strategy of the girls. So they came up with another strategy. Sabi ng ating mga pastors, sabi ng ating mga pastors, eto gagawin natin. Alright? Magpapakahulog ako, tapos salohin nyo ako, at pag silo nyo ako, uh, you whisper to me the answer. Alright? That's the strategy. That's the strategy. And so, here it is. There. So, he was saying, uh, bro, bro, are you okay? Are you okay? What's the answer? What's the answer? But it's not only the boys that were um, competitive, even the girls. Here's, you see that? They're really serious and they really want to win. Mukhang Pinoy henyo, mukhang hindi eh, parang iba eh. But you know, uh, people want to win. People want to be victorious. Even in games, we want to win, right? Pakasabi, winner! We want to be a winner. You see, uh, who do you think won? By the way, huh? Those of you who think that the boys uh, won, lift up your hands. I want to see. <laughs> there you go. Ahu, ahu. Well, the title owner, the champion of girls versus boys for staff outing 2014 are the girls. So, yeah. <laughs> They have the bragging rights, you know, sa, sa, sa Pinoy Henyo. So everybody wants to win. Our, our topic tonight is living in victory. And so we want to look at what God's Word is saying uh, about victory. How is it to live in victory according to the Bible? Can I invite everybody to stand? As we all together read, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. Let's all together read. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commandments. Verse 3. This is love for God. To keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Verse 5, Who is that that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. It is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. There are three that testify. The Spirit, the water, the blood, and the three are in agreement. Verse 9, we accept human testimony. But God's testimony is greater because it is a testimony of God which He has given about His Son. Verse 10, Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about His Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. 
whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Let us bow down our heads and let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, for your testimony that there is eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, tonight we pray that your Spirit will just move in our midst, Lord, and allow, Lord God, your wisdom, your words, enlighten our hearts, Lord God, that we may understand, Lord, what, how is it to live in victory. Lord, bless each and every one of us tonight as we study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all have a seat. Question. Do we believe the testimony of God? The last verse says, if you believe the testimony of man, we must believe more the testimony of God. And this is the testimony of God, that God has given us eternal life through Christ Jesus. If you believe, if you believe that, the Son of God, Jesus, you have life. Say with me, life. God has given us life for those who believe. Amen? You have life. And what kind of life did God give us to those who believe? What kind of life did God give? Well, He gave us new life. New life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says this, that the old has gone and the new has come. This is now new life, the life that we have in Jesus Christ. We also receive not just new life, but an abundant life. In John 10, 10, it says there, the thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full or have an abundant life. That is a gift from the Lord. Amen? Amen? And uh, third, we also have eternal life. Romans six twenty three says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. God gave us life. Say with me again, life. Again, life. And this life that we receive is to be lived out. We need to live it out in our deed. If we truly we have the life that God has given us, then it will be lived out by the way we live this life. And now let's jump in to this verse. In 1 John 5, 3, it says this, This is love for God, to keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. See, the life that God gives us, because He loved us, He gave us life, we now love God. Do you love God? I believe the reason why you are here, the reason why we are here worshiping God and listening to His Word is because we love God. Amen? And this is love for God. This is love for God. That we keep His commands. We value His commands. We treasure His commands. If you truly love God, this is how it is. We value, we keep, we treasure His commands. And His commands are not burdensome. Hindi mabigat. Why? Because we love God. It is because we love. That's why those commandments are not burdensome. It reminds me of uh, another verse, which is much more familiar to, to us. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. It says, Come to me, all of you who are weary, weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen? 
loving God, obeying His commands, is not burdensome. It is because of His love. Now, we'd like to focus on this verse, verse 3 and verse 4. And this is the tricky part because this is where the conflict is. This is where the tension lies uh, when we talk about living in victory. So let me read again verse 3 and then going down to verse 4. This is love for God, keep, to keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. Verse 4, For everyone born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. So obeying God, His commandments are not burdensome, but we still need to overcome the world. Why do we need to overcome the world if it is not burdensome? And here's the tension. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Say with me, faith. Again, faith. We have faith. We believe. But where does faith come from? I just want, I just want to focus on this word now, word faith. In Romans 10, 17, it says this, Consequently, Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. That's where we get faith. That's where we get faith. If we love God, we love His word, and we, we, if we want to live victorious life, if we are serious, just like the slides that we showed, they want to win. If you really want to win... And we're really serious. We have to be seriously reading God's Word. Amen? We have to be in the Word. We have to be reading God's Word. Let me tell you this, friends. We cannot rely on every Sunday preaching only. No matter how good the preaching is. We have to read God's Word every day. Every day. Give us today, Jesus says, give us today our Daily bread. It's going to be a daily bread. We need to be in God's Word. We need to be reading God's Word. Faith. Faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. Faith without works is dead. Faith is an action word. If you have faith, we will act on faith. We will believe it Uh, We will have the word, we will read God's word, and we will believe it to a point that we will apply it, that we will act on it. Faith without works is really dead. Amen? That's why we need to live out. Living in victory is really applying God's word. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. If you know this, and I know you know this, a very familiar passage, the wise and the foolish builders. And it says there, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts it into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain will come down, the floods will rise up, the winds will blow and beat against this house, but this house will stand firm, for its foundation is upon the rock. This house will stand victoriously. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put it into practice is like a foolish man who build this house upon the sand. The rains will come down, the floods will, the floods will rise up, the winds will blow and beat against this house, and this house will crash. This house will be defeated. If we want to be vic- 
victorious, we need to have faith. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. But faith without works is dead. We need to be applying God's word. Look at the person beside you. Say, have faith. Look at the person beside you. Say, apply God's word. Amen? Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen? That's true faith. That's true faith. James says, right, faith without work is dead. Works is dead. Show me your faith without works. I'll show you my faith by my works. True faith is applying God's word in our lives. Going back now to this, to this verses, verse 3 and verse 4. Allow me to read it again. This is love for God, to keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. I want to pause there for a while. Reading this, His commands are not burdensome, and then followed by verse 4, that everyone born of God overcomes the world. Why do I need to overcome the world? It leads me to think, is the world... Is the world hindering me from obeying God's command? It leads me to think, is the world in in the way of me applying God's word in my life? Why do I need to overcome the world if I will, uh, if I am to obey God's command? It leads me to think, leads us to think that the world is in opposition to God's word. The world is in opposition to God's word. What does the Bible say about this? Romans 12.2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say it with me again. Do not. Do not conform. We are not to conform with the patterns of this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. What is in the world? And what is the world? Let's look at the world. What is this world that we are to overcome? Is it the creation of God? When He created the heavens and the earth? Is, is, that, is that it? I don't think so. I don't think so. We are not to overcome the creation of God. So it's not the world. It's the world Patterns of this world, it is the preoccupation of this world, it is the mindset of this world, it is the worldly systems and worldly standards that we need to overcome. It is the pressures of this world and it is the ways of this world that are contrary to God's word. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now let's see, what does, the, what does God's word say about the word, about the world. Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 3. It says there, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. I'll pause. This leads me to understand that the ways of the world leads to transgressions, and sins. And it would lead to death. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. 
But it does not end there. It continues. The ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Pagasabi, disobedient. So meron palang spirit of disobedience. Ang nasa world or the systems of this world is being ruled by a spirit that is disobedient to the word of God. In fact, a spirit that is in rebellion to God's word. The systems, the patterns, the standards, the mindsets, the ways of this world. Let's read on. All of us, say with me, all. Not some of us, not a few of us. All of us. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. You're deserving of God's judgment. But praise be to God, by His mercy, He rescued us. Amen? Amen. By His mercy, He rescued you and me. What else does the Bible say about the world that we need to overcome? In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 16, it says this. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The patterns of this world, the systems of this world, the standards of this world, the economy of this world is all supporting the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that is in the world. That's why the Bible says, that's why we're reading, we need to be able to overcome the world. The lust of the flesh, this is the outward senses, the touch, the taste, bodily appetites. The lust of the eyes, what are the things that we look for? In times of need, where do we go? What are you looking for? What are we coveting? In fact, what are our, what are our idols? The lust of the eyes is also the pleasures of our imagination. That's in the world. That's why ever, everywhere you look, it is enticing us by promoting the lust of the eyes. Next, the pride of life. These are the achievements and boasting of what we have achieved or what we can do. The Word of God is clear about the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.19-21, to 21, it says this, The acts of the flesh are obvious. Say with me, obvious. The, the, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Lust of the flesh. But it continues. Verse 21, now verse 22 to 23, it says this. Contrary to that, but, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Last of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. The last of the eyes. Where do we look to? Where do we turn? Who do we seek? What are we looking for? And we are enticed. We are, we are drawn. The Word of God says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by great cloud of witnesses, let us throw everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles. Let us run the race with perseverance, the race that is marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Behold Jesus. There's another account in the Bible that says behold or focus or fix. And that is John the Baptist in the River Jordan. When, when Jesus was about to baptize, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of this world. While we are in the world, Hebrew says, Focus and behold Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of this world. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Amen? Look at the person beside you. Focus on Jesus. Amen? Focus on Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says this, Seek. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all of these things shall be given to you. Don't seek other things. The world is filled with the lust of the eyes. But seek for His kingdom and His righteousness. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Next, the pride of life. The boasting of what we can do. The boasting of what we have achieved. Our tro- trophies and our crowns and our medals. Saying that we've done it on our own. Discarte ko yan, kaya ko yan, ako yan. Not even acknowledging where the blessing came from. It is God who blesses us. Amen? He blesses us with opportunities. He blesses us. He blesses the work of our hands. He guides our decisions. He opens the doors for us, opportunities for us. God gives us favor. But the pride of life does not even acknowledge God. Jeremiah 9.23 says this, This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches, but let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And again, James 4.6 says this, That God, say with me again, God, again, God, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to the humble. God is against the proud. See, the systems of the world, the patterns of the world, the standards of the world wants you and me to live in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and in the pride of life. That's why the word says we need to overcome the world. We need to overcome These things are contrary to God's word. Again, the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The whole world, 
the economy of the world, patterns of this world, standards of this world, is supporting all these things. So it's like a tug of war. The world, the standards of the world, and the standards of God. The word of God. Pride of life, the word says, humble yourself. The lust of the flesh, immorality, uh, impurity, fits of rage, versus the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, 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 patience. Amen? <laughs> and self-control. <laughs> You're in traffic. And you're about to have that fit of rage. God is saying, fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. The lust of the eyes. Seek ye first His kingdom and His righteousness. So we're caught in between. We're being pulled on one side by the world. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. The pride of life. And we're pulled on the other side by the word of God. And you're in between. And there's a struggle. There's a battle. And God is saying, we need to win this battle. We need to overcome the world. We're caught in the middle. What can we do? This is not a surprise for you and for me. Because Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Amen? He has overcome the world. Give him the glory. Jesus has overcome the systems of the world. He has overcome the standards of this world. He is victorious. Do you believe in the victory of Jesus? In the cross of Calvary. He has overcome. He says, take heart. Look at the person beside you. Take heart. Take heart. In the middle of the battle. In the middle of this. Take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And the victory that Jesus has is what we have. In Christ. Amen? This is what we have in Christ. This is how Jesus overcome the world. Even here, Colossians 2.15, it says, Jesus, and having disarmed the powers. What powers are we talking about? The spirit of disobedience. The spirit of the lust of the flesh. The spirit of the lust of the eyes. The spirit of the pride of life. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Do you believe? Do you believe? Amen? Do you believe? This is the victory. This is it. Jesus won for us. He won the victory. If you believe, God's word says, all things are possible for those who believe. Amen? All things are possible. It is possible to live in the light. It is possible to live in righteousness. It is possible to live in love. It is possible to overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is possible in Christ. Because in Christ, we can do all things. Amen? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes. Do you believe? Do you believe? Are you a believer? Do you have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ? Amen? Who is he that overcomes the world? The systems of this world? The standards of this world? The patterns of this world? The ways of this world? It is he who believes. Only the one who believes in this, the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God, 
This is my closing verse for each and every one of us because we, I know that you believe. Amen? We believe and this is God's word for us. The testimony of God. He says, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us the victory. Amen? And this is why we come here. We celebrate the victory that we have in Christ. He has won the victory at the cross of Calvary. He says, take heart. Take heart. Take heart. You will overcome. You will overcome. You will overcome. Come on. You will be victorious. Come on. Hallelujah. Because of Jesus, because of what He has done, we have the victory. Amen? Why don't we stand up to our feet? As we pray, stand up to our feet. Hallelujah. As you stand in faith, you are standing in victory. The victory of Jesus that He has overcome the world. And you are an overcomer. The Word of God says that we are more than conquerors through Him, through Him who loved us. Let's just lift up our hands before the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, I have no strength on my own, God, to overcome. But Lord, you give me strength, Lord. You give me strength. You are my strength. And because of you, Lord God, I can do all things through you, Lord. And you said, Lord God, just believe, Lord, and we will have all things are possible to those who believe. Lord, I believe. I believe, Lord, that I can live a life of, of victory. I believe that I can live a life in the light, I live a life of righteousness, and live a life of love. Lord, I believe. I believe, Lord. Father, thank you. Even right now, even right now, have that faith. You're very, at the very threshold now of receiving that, of believing that as you stand by faith. Our main point this evening as we close is this. The only way to live in victory is to live by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts on our website at www.victoryalabang.org or by downloading the Victory Alabang app on your Apple or Android mobile devices. For updates, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you and stay connected.